Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. Andrew, give the people what they want. Who are you? What do you do? We'll go from there. Yeah, no worries. Uh, again, appreciate the time this morning. Uh, my name is Andrew Iborski. I'm an engineering manager here with Kroger. Um, hopefully most of the folks know us, but if you don't, you may also know us as Ralph's or Smith's or food for less or Fred Meyer. Um, yeah, we, we, yeah, we've got 14 brands across the greater United States. Um, but I work in our e-com division. So again, working with teams on our, uh, web and native app platforms. And my group is fully hundred percent focused on customer experience. So again, our goal is to get you your groceries in the least painful way possible, the way that you want it at the price that you want it and all that other good stuff while also trying to guide you down some uh, new discovery paths. So uh, been in tech for about 11 years after school now, uh, been all over the map, but really, really loving my time here at Kroger over the past three plus years. Uh, and super excited to talk to you about kind of what's going on in the industry and, and yeah. the job market and all that stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Andrew and I were uh, chit chatting before we went live and I have a notepad of a bunch of things we want to talk about. So we're going to get right into it. And again, if you have questions, ask Andrew, right? This is the reason why I have this platform is Mm -hmm. there are not many times you can ask a hiring manager a question in public and they have to answer it because they're on my show. Um, So feel free to ask questions. All right. First, first thing. So, um, so uh, one of guidance counselor 2.0's alumni, Michael Richardson, post the other day i think it was a while ago i andrew was like seriously i can't i can't get on until january and i was like <laughs> he's a busy guy you got a lot of people and then here we are so i think i think michael posted like in november and he he tagged andrew in an amazing post about leveraging junior developers getting creative when hires like ah i have to talk to that guy i have to tell this guy's story because people need to know it so andrew let's dive into the first topic here when it comes yeah to hiring not only junior devs, but just hiring creatively right now. So hiring junior devs, how do you hire? Um, how do you hire them? It's, it's, it sounds like a bad thing. Like, how do you hire the junior developer kind of ecosystem? What things do you have in place? And we'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, again, one of the benefits of being at Kroger is we've got that that large company backing, right? So we've, we've got a lot of different avenues by which people can either enter our funnel or we can get them introduced to us. Um, and all that other kind of, you know, backend system stuff. But really the way that I like to hire is I like to get to know who we're talking to. You know, there, there is some of the formal processes, which I was lamenting to you about, you know, resumes and code exams and things like that. But at the same time, uh, I just want to make sure that when we go through those processes with our candidates, we're doing so in a way that helps them sort of sell themselves. 
helps them sort of give their best self and, and give their full picture because, you know, especially with boot camp graduates and, and candidates, there's a lot of stuff that those folks do that has nothing to do with technology mm-hmm. that a lot of times gets sort of de-emphasized. Um, and I think sure. weakens their candidate profile when they start talking about it. It's like, that's fantastic. I love to hear how you, you have solve, an example, you know, just like off the yeah. top of your head. Yeah. So, so a lot of times um, it, it just comes down to ways that people were looking at the way they did their job regularly and they got tired of doing it the, the dumb way and they wanted to do it the lazy way. I love a lazy developer. I love a lazy engineer because we solve the problem once and then we never do it again. Right. And so uh, one of, one of our recent hires was, and I'm going to get the, the specifics wrong, but basically he was doing stuff where he was creating reports after doing um, environmental impact studies, right? So going out into the field, doing a bunch of work, gathering a bunch of data information, pulling it all together, and then being able to publish it and send it out. And it was a very manually intensive process. And after a while, he was like, this is stupid. I don't like doing all these Excel spreadsheets. Can I write a macro? Can I write some BB that makes this stuff easier? And those are the nuggets that are buried in all the other stuff, the resumes, the coding challenges, the uh, coffee talks, the matchmaking, those are the nuggets that I want to get to because that tells me who you really are. You're someone who wants to solve problems creatively, but you're also looking at getting the stuff that's just not important out of the way mm. so you can go after the important stuff. And so that's that's what I look for. And I look for people to how, show that off. But how do you, Andrew, how do you, all right, what, what's your, I have so many thoughts in my head. How, so many how, questions, right? I, so many questions. What's your advice to hiring managers to get those nuggets out of people? You just got to be human. Honestly, it, it's it's terrible that it's that simple, but it really comes down to that. That yeah, there's a lot of automated processes. There's a lot of things that we like to do, and and you know the the old traditional model of well, if you don't have a four year degree, I'm not talking to you, or if you don't have a GPA over this level, I'm not talking to you. All those are is is, is criteria and metrics that go into making the right decision. You know what I mean? And, and the way that I look at it, and again, this is probably an awful analogy, but like hiring is really just playing roulette. And the more ways that you get information out of people or the more opportunities you give someone to be able to show who they really are and what they're capable of, the more chips you're putting down on the table. So the more likely you are, you're going to hit, right? right. And, and at that point, like that's the key. And so I think my advice is, is use the tools you have to speed up things that you can easily offload. Like, again, I'll go back to the coding exam. Now, a lot of places use that as a pass fail. They have a bar set and they say, this right. is where you got to get for us to talk yeah. to you. We have some of that. But again, a lot of times that's really just to sort of say, give us some information up front that when we do get together and conversate, we're not writing that code on the fly. You're not thinking about the syntax. We're talking about the problem. Hmm. And I'm saying, okay, here is the problem we gave you. Tell us what your solution was supposed to do. And then walk us through how you went from here's my idea to here's a working piece of software. Yeah. And that way, again, you're, you're using those tools as a way to build that full profile, but it's not the de facto end of the conversation. So you're, so you're saying, gosh, I'm so glad we're catching up um, because you get it <laughs> and it makes me so happy. Why do you think interviewing is less, why do you think interviewing in general is like, Hey, prove to us you should work here instead of saying, Hey, you know what? I think this could work. But like with information, like, why do you think it's this like such a tug of war? 
Yeah. So, so again, you, you brought up football, so I'm going to lean into that. Yeah, here, here we go. And, hey, listen, anytime know, we can talk about football, man, yeah, right? I'm down. Right. And, and, you know, I, I worked at a, uh, I worked at a company building sporting, uh, applications prior so oh, like awesome. a lot of sports analogies but awesome. you know now in the kroger in the in the grocery area that doesn't fly as well sometimes uh but the way i look at it is it's it's like with the nfl draft right they they try to get all this information because all that's happening at the end of the day is that the coach the gm the scout that first round pick when they bomb they can point to be like well he checked all the boxes mm. right and so yep. if he didn't work out well it wasn't my fault i did my due diligence like right he was a prototypical quarterback, six, four, huge arm, whatever. When all they're doing is relying on old outdated stuff that doesn't actually get you the Russell Wilson's doesn't get you that next quarterback, that next Tom Brady, Correct. because that's hard. That's a lot harder to do. Yeah. And and I get it as, as someone who's had to onboard and hire three to four dozen people in the last year, it's a lot of work. It's very intensive. You you the, you've hired my math's terrible. You have hired close to thirty six people in the last year. Yes. Just gonna let that let that bake for a I'll second there. Yes, that, that tires me out. <laughs> Just yeah. talking about it. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So so again, it, you know, it's something where doing the hard work is hard, and it takes time, and it's. It's an emotional investment on time on top of just a, a you know paperwork investment. But right. at the end of the day, as a hiring manager, the most important thing I can do for my corporation and therefore my career is identify the right talent for the right role and then help them grow to take my job. Hmm. Because if they're taking my job, well, then I'm probably moving up too, or I'm doing something else. Because yeah. if I'm stuck here doing the same thing three years from now, I'm going to be so bored. It just, it's not going to be feasible. So again, that's why this is so important. It's the beginning of the funnel. But I think so many people are still stuck in that old mindset of, well, if they came from a target school, they have a CS degree, they know our language, they know our frameworks, man, if they don't work out, then that's clearly going to be on them. Yeah, and so it, it all stems from a place of fear. I feel like, and that it's not good enough. That's it. Uh, I want to give some shouts to people. Kind of uh, tune in, Erica. What's going on? Um, Emil asked, "Did Andrew yes. work at a grocery store retail in a CS career, just by chance?" Um, yeah. So I mean, I've I've never been unemployed since the age of twelve. Okay, but I never actually worked in a grocery store, but I have done retail in the past. So. A lot which, of time spent in, which, in which, bars which and restaurants. So this this might be a blast from the past, but like, do you remember Stephen Barry's? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I was grinding there, folding t-shirts, man. Let me tell That's you. And awesome. uh, whew, love, yeah. yeah. And and of course, it was right during the summer they went bankrupt too. So I don't know if it was my fault or whatever, but yeah. So that was that was my retail experience. You didn't fold enough t-shirts, Andrew. Congratulations. Clearly not, right? Uh, Usman from Pakistan. Man, we are just international this morning. Elliot, what's going on from Mississippi? Yolanda, good morning. Alan, what's going on? Hey, Alan, we need to get you on the show. Congrats on your new job, buddy. Um, Brittany, good morning. It's so great to see you. All right. So, and then Justin, good morning. All right. So there's two questions that come in from yes. Chris and Elliot. So the first question from Chris, what are the missing skills that hiring managers that make hiring managers most nervous about juniors and newbies? Like if a hiring manager was to say, I'd love to hire somebody new to tech, but they can't do X, Y, and Z. I don't have time to teach them. What is that X, Y, and Z? That is a great question. 
So I'll, I'll turn it around a little bit and, uh, you know, Chris, feel free to respond in the comments here. But if, if you had X, Y, and Z and that statement was still being made, why would you want to go work there? Because if they can't take time to teach you X, Y, and Z, then how are you going to learn X prime, Y prime, Z prime, right? Like, Andrew, when I'm coming up to Cincinnati next week, I'm going to try to buy you a coffee. We need to do I was that. going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll have to get some lattes or something like that Please. and chop it up again. Please. But but that's exactly it. And and I understand the question. And it's and it's it's one I get a lot from people in the junior entry-level area of, well, how do I get on the radar? How do I get in? What are the texts I have to learn? And and the question I have there, and, and more specifically for boot camp grads, because I think for people coming out of college, university, technical schools – there you should be leaning into the co-op internship route. That's going to be the best way to get your foot in the door while also understanding how to take your academic experience and mm -hmm. apply it to business. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if anyone still learns database normalization, but like you're going to get grilled on that in, a, in you know, CS 3305, never right. going to do it in the real world. There is no such thing as normalized databases. So internships, co-ops, that's the key if you're going through the traditional route. If you're coming out of a boot camp, again, you've been immersed for what three months maybe you know the lowest one i've seen is like 14 weeks yeah yeah and 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 you're getting the tip of the iceberg and what you're actually doing there to me isn't learning how to write react or learning how to write you know swift right you're learning how to stick with something you're learning how to solve problems and you're learning how to work in that environment yeah because it's very different than maybe if you're as an accountant going out and auditing or um you were in sales previously so you know, you can learn all the buzzwords, but if if to actually answer Chris's question, I would say take the meta approach. Mm. Go ahead and learn how to learn. Mm. And, and again, I'll I'll you know rest on my my Xavier Laurel, Xavier University, Cincinnati. Shout out to the one CS program in the Tri County area. Um, one of the courses we took our sophomore year was programming languages, and huh. the entire course was was tailored around learning a brand new language from scratch in five days and then being able to present to the class what it was, what it was used for, its pros and cons and all of that. Yeah. Because if you could do that, you can get thrown in anything and figure yourself out. And so that to me is what I would say is that should be your X, Y, and Z of learn how to ask the right questions, learn right. how to be a part of a team. And then if you want a tangible skill, automated testing, you put that on your resume, you're going to get a call back. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's becoming hot, and that's another trend that we can talk about maybe in the future. Maybe maybe I can get Andrew back on, but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely a skill that I'm seeing a lot of. Also, Chris, yep. I know you and I have a ten. I may be running late, so just FYI, because my conversation <laughs> with Andrew may run long. So, Chris, just heads up. Um, all right, so Elliot, uh, how do you advise people to approach interview processes that are automated mm -hmm. and impersonal? with on-way interviews with i don't get that what what helps me one way yeah, yeah. What, oh yeah, yeah what what helps people move forward in those situations oh so this actually goes into another thing we want to talk about so do you want to talk yes. about that about, about about the network and the people yes that, that's where i was going to start that's perfect right uh it's great when things just work out that way yeah, right um, thank, you. thank you elliot for teeing us up on that yes appreciate it elliot and he was not compensated for that um so there's a couple parts. So, so uh, you know, Taylor kind of touched on it there. You want to build your network. You want to build other tools that take you out of those systems, right? So if you know someone, if you know someone that works at Kroger and you are interested in working there, maybe reach out to them, shoot them a resume, set up a coffee chat with them, get to know them a little bit, get to know the company a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that usually will help you skip some steps in the process. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think user groups are a great way to network. Um, almost every city in America and, and probably in the world, honestly, because I know we're you know people from Nigeria and Egypt. Yeah. Um, find your local development community, and and I know in Cincinnati we've got ones that are geared around .NET, around JavaScript. There's others that are around functional programming. There's others that are around nonprofit software development. So there's a lot of different types of categories too you could explore, but build your network that way. Um, and well, then, yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna interrupt you too. And listen, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna give myself a shout out. The reason, so here's the deal. If I was a job seeker, this is what I would do. I would DM every guest that I have on and say, hey, Andrew, yeah. remember, there's three ways to do a good DM. I talk about all, all the time, flattery, a specific question, and a specific amount of time. I would DM mm-hmm. I would DM every single speaker I have on and go, hey, Andrew, love your chat with Taylor today. Do you got three minutes? I would love to ask you one question about this. And I would keep doing that. One of the reasons mm-hmm. why, right, the people who maybe don't feel comfortable going out in public yet or don't go, don't like large, large groups in general pre-COVID – Right. That is why I created this thing, because literally like all these people commenting today, all these people commenting, if if I were you, I would spend your entire morning sliding into everybody's DMs and trying to have a conversation. So, yeah. And no, and that's exactly it. And and that's one of the things I was we were talking about before this, because at the end of the day, the, the key is to remember that this this business is about people. Where it's still where there is still a human element to this. So what you really want to do is make connections. And the people that are most successful, whether they're engineers, product managers, designers, whatever, it's the people that are able to make connections with their colleagues, with their clients, and and be able to build things out of that. And Mm -hmm. and so that's the key. So again, building your network, drill, it's weird. I learned this at the age of like 14 when I saw it in a book in my uncle's bathroom, oddly enough, it still sticks with me this day. It was a book titled Reader Reader's Digest. Yeah, I wish, but no, it was even nerdier than that as a 14 year old reading dig your well before you're thirsty, right? So you may be employed right now, you may be in boot camp right now, but start building that network today because it's going to yeah. serve you in three years. And then, you know, a little bit more back to the sort of very technical or tactical pieces, um, have a, what I call sort of your master resume that has literally everything on it. It has, I won the award for folding the most t-shirts in 30 seconds, 15 years ago, or I'm working on this nonprofit group, have everything that in one document, that then you can either spin out multiple versions of, or as you go to apply for certain positions, you can take that, thin it down and tailor it to the very specific thing that you're posting for. So again, putting the work in to sort of really tailor it to what you're trying to achieve is going to show through. And last but not least, you just got to grind, man. I know it sucks to hear that, but it, it, you just got to keep going with it. And, And you have to, that's why you have to have faith in yourself. You have to understand who you are and what you really want because yeah. it's not easy. Even in this market where I can't find enough people to fill our headcounts, I know of friends and, and peers who have been looking for months and they just haven't found the right spot. Right. And, it, and they get frustrated and go, you know what, man, then it just wasn't right. Yep. And, and sometimes it's better to not have anything and wait for the right thing to be stuck in a toxic situation. We, we should just end it right there. That was great. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Safety, safety uh, on Instagram, Safety Lacey goes, every interaction is an interview if you try hard enough. Yep. And I think when he says try hard enough is be intentional, right? Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest issues that I see, and I preach this all the time, right? It's not it's not DMing Andrew, go, hey, Andrew, uh, hey, Andrew, like, like the show today. 
Mm-hmm. That's nice. I mean, Andrew, be like, cool, thanks, man, appreciate it. Sure. But if I go, hey, Andrew, listen, man, really like the show. I love what you said about this. Would yep. love to ask you one more follow up question about that for five uh, for three minutes. Which one sounds better? Which one do you think is going to make the most impression? And I will tell you this: yep. if you do that with Andrew, what is Andrew? Andrew's a hiring manager. What did you just do? You technically got yourself an interview because, in my opinion, any conversation yeah. you have with a hiring manager is an interview. Like. Yep. Uh, just like safety, Lacey just said. Um, yep. let's hear, we got a bunch of people. Jessica, good morning. <laughs> Brittany, awesome teas. They Steve were great. Here. They I were so them. great. Hillary, what's going on? Uh, and, and Hillary posted the actual book I was referencing here. So you did that work. Yeah, I'm not. We got Nigeria in the house this morning. Um, okay, here, here's one. How do you empower your junior devs to grow in your company? Ooh, that's good. I like that one. And this, this is, and uh, you know, I bet you some of their ears are going to be burning here, but I make them very uncomfortable. I do. No I, way. I, I make. Oh yeah, I make like them very uncomfortable. Say good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to say that because you know, if HR catch would win to that, but um, no, I, I push them. I push them really hard, and I push them because they they know that not only do I do it because I'm standing right there with them, but because that's what's required to grow. And again, going back to whether it's university or boot camp, it wasn't a small effort that you got through that thing. Not everyone gets into college. Not everyone gets into boot camps. You got selected to do that for a reason. You completed that for a reason. I'm going to put you in circumstances where I want you to fail because then what you've done is you've uncovered an opportunity for growth mm-hmm. or we've discovered, you know what, it's just not your thing. You know, yeah. that's fine. Because again, especially in tech, there's so much stuff that you can do as an engineer. Coming out of school as a junior, you're really, you're so green. You know enough to be dangerous, but you also don't know, do I want to be a performance engineer, an experience engineer, uh, a a DevOps engineer, networking it? I mean, you could do any of those things. So many. So many things. And so the way that I I get them to grow is, is by pushing them. And again, letting them know, look, this is going to be uncomfortable. Yep. I'm going to push you. I had literally this conversation with a direct report of mine 14 months ago. I told her, I go, Jill, I'm making you uncomfortable this quarter. You're doing great. You've mm-hmm. got all your goals hit for Q1 and two, but I'm going to make you really uncomfortable in three and four because it's time to grow. Mm. And she was like, oh, all right, but I, all right, thanks. But like, but, oh, and, and I want to give, and I want to give a shout out to Andrew though, because Andrew has developed a rapport with his team where he can go, you know what? This is going to get uncomfortable. And his team goes, yeah. okay. Because here's the deal. Most managers in tech, if you say that, they're going to be like, oh, sucks. This is stupid. Why in the hell is he saying this? And it's like, Andrew has developed a rapport. So leaders take note that mm-hmm. if you sit down, understand your team, you can press yes. and it actually be taken and received well. So props to you, yes. Andrew. Yeah, and and that's that's the key because again, and and to sort of put a po a bow on that story, um, Jill is now a tech lead on a team four years okay. removed from a boot camp after being an administrative assistant for a decade. You're kidding me? That's no, hundred percent serious. For a fourteen twenty company, the eighth biggest e-com retailer in the world, she's leading a team of offshore developers across iOS, Android, and web, and that's because she was willing to trust in the process. And because I was willing to step out of her way to let her grow. So, and good. that's, that's the key. 
Um, so let's keep moving on here. Um, it's going down in the DMs, dude. I'm Hiller. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm be honest, seriously. Um, Chris goes, that's what my Andrew DM about to get hit. Um, oh, they already blew up this week. Apparently, I had a job anniversary I didn't know about. And oh, really? <laughs> never was reminding me. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Har- Harvey <clears throat> McKK. Dig your well before you are thirsty. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One a plus one to having the mass the master resume. I got that tip last year, and it makes it easier to apply to other jobs because I can take out skills that doesn't apply to positions that are finding ways to build it up again. Yeah, I mean, yep. I think it needs to be this breathing document. So Yolanda, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I love just I love just everything he has to say. So Justin goes. I think another piece of it, um, piece of it is that is just a conversation. Be direct and take advice as anything that allows you to grow as a developer. I'm reading comprehension is terrible today. Even if it doesn't get you a job opportunity, (laughs) increases your knowledge. about. So yeah, that's the thing, right? Angel, I want you to speak on this. I feel like everybody's like, I'm only going to have a conversation if it applies to me right now. No, yeah. See, and that's, that's the problem. And, and so again, we were talking about this pre-show of where I, I do not see people writing if else statements in three years from now. Now that's probably a pretty bold statement because we know there's still people running, you know, on, on windows forms and stuff like that from 20 years ago, but you know, it's the U S government, right. You know, COBOL and Fortran will always exist, you know, because of them. But at the same time, as we see sort of technology and platforms evolve, like, do you, I, look, I think I'm pretty sad. We still don't get this whole metaverse thing, but I'll tell you what the metaverse developers aren't doing. They're not writing switch statements. They're, they're building additional things on top of the basic foundational building blocks. And so if you're not willing to start to think about crazy stuff like that, then you're not going to get better at doing what you do every day. So again, right. it's one of those things where every time you have a conversation, every time there's an opportunity to get exposed to something else, welcome it, yeah. evaluate it. And if it doesn't apply, then just put it on the back burner. Don't throw it away, but just right. kind of keep it there that you can reference again later because the secret is none of us have this figured out. And a lot of it really is fake it till you make it, right? Like I tell my developers, I'm like, look, every week we get a, a printout of our, our performance, the, the company's performance, our sales, all this other stuff, very businessy, whatever stuff. But if you spend two, three minutes reading that every week and you can pluck out one or two nuggets each week that then if you throw them into conversation with someone else, that'll be a callback to them later. And they'll be like, man, that's right. They, so-and-so mentioned that. Yeah. And that's, again, extending your understanding and your learning broader than just I write C-sharp code. Absolutely. Because that's that's not what engineers do. We build things, we solve problems. And it doesn't have to necessarily just be in an IDE. Yep. I love that. So we're going to wrap up here. I do want to drive home one thing that you said to me off air. Yes. And that is around confidence. So let's wrap up here. Yes. Because I think, so listen, 2021 has beaten some people up. Hell, the last two years has beaten some people up, right? Physically, mentally, financially. But you said something off air that I really, really want to drive home on. And I get goosebumps thinking about it because I think people really need to hear this. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And it was um, know who you are and have confidence in that. Mm. Um, I think one of the, the, the most impactful things for me this last year from a personal growth perspective was actually learning to meditate and doing a lot of work and understanding mindfulness mm. so that I could understand who I was 
and what my strengths were so that when I went to a meeting, when I went into a design session, when there was conflict, I had confidence in who I was and where my skill sets were and what my opinions on things were. Because again, at the end of the day, you know yourself best and you are the only person that can censor your true self. So understand who you are, understand where you want to go. And that doesn't mean you have to know, just mm -hmm. understand the questions you may have or understand what it is that you want out of things. Because again, going back to the bootcamp graduate, one of the things that I take a little bit of an exception with sometimes with the boot camps is they say they teach their candidates, don't ever put yourself in a box. Don't ever say, oh, well, I only want to do this or, right. you know, I, I'm a developer. I can do anything. I'll do full stack, whatever. Like, okay, great. That's just going to, I'm going to just throw that answer away and forget. Cause that's basically saying, I don't really know. Right. Right. What you can say though, is you can say, well, I've tried this and that's all right. I'm curious about this thing, but I don't really know that much. Know who you are, know who you want to be or know what you don't know and, yeah. and, and be confident in that. Because if you're not confident in that, everyone's going to see through it and no one's going to have faith in you because of it. So whatever your skill level, whatever your personality, whoever you are, be your full self and it will work out. I can promise you. All right. One more question. I lied. <clears throat> what, what is your, what is your advice for hiring managers in 2022? You got to put the fear aside. You got to put the fear aside and you have to start really putting the faith in yourself, your processes and listening to your people. Because again, going back to that, that thing we were talking about, you know, the prototypical NFL quarterback, let's draft him. Cause you know, if things go bad, well, it wasn't my fault. Like he looked like the part. So clearly that was on someone right, else. Right. But that's hiring from a place of fear hmm. and you're never going to get those unicorns. You're never going to get those rock stars. If you take that approach, if I would have had that approach, who knows, Jill may not have been here again. I didn't bring her in, but it, going back to that story, if you go from a place of fear you're not going to take the necessary calculated risks mm. to get to where you really want to go. Mm. And, and so put that aside and look at what you truly need. And if you don't have time to teach people, you got to look at, you got to take a really big look at things because if you can't teach people coming in, you're probably not teaching the people you already have. And you almost might as well close up shop at that point because someone's going to overtake you or they're going to buy you out. I think, I think Andrew has probably had the most <laughs> One liner zingers, I think of any uh, any uh, guest I've had. So, Andrew, thanks again for coming on, man. I Absolutely, man. Um, all right, y'all. Thank uh, y'all. Go connect with Andrew um, on LinkedIn um, tomorrow. Who do I have tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow's a good guest. Tomorrow, oh, Rob. So tomorrow I have uh, an individual from across the pond, Rob Joseph, over in England. He invited me on his podcast. He's a freelancer. So we're going to talk about the freelance side of things, how he navigates it. Because there's a lot of y'all that wants to be freelance and don't have a clue how to get into it. So we're going to talk about that. Also, shout out Friday's episode. I'm hyping it now. Aside from Andrew, Friday I'm super jacked about. Kent Dodds is coming on. Kent Dodds is one of the core team members of React. Now he started a new framework called Remix because JavaScript people can't have enough things to do. So Kent's coming on on Friday to talk about Remix. I'm very, very excited about that. But Andrew, thank you. Today was a blast. Um, I'm going to text you when I'm up in Cincy. Uh, yeah. Let me know, man. Let me know. Thank you, everyone, for dialing in. Everyone have a wonderful Tuesday, a wonderful uh, rest of the week, and a great start to 2022, y'all. Hey. 
you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdesson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.